You've probably heard it all before, but this time, let Dr. Lanker connect the dots in a way that makes the Christian faith come alive. I don't know if you've ever asked the question, what difference does my life make? Does it make any difference? This is the question that Paul is essentially trying to answer for the church in Colossae. If you've been following along with his prison epistles, you've understood that, you know what, he's going to do good things in us. And by us, he means the church. And that good stuff in the church is going to be done, unfortunately, through pain and suffering. When we think about it, it makes sense. We don't like it, but we want the good stuff that comes with us. And when we get to experience that fullness is we get to experience it when we're part of his full church. And so Paul immediately turns the conversation of, can he do something through our small lives to, yeah, he can do something through your small life because it isn't your life anymore just by its own self. It's now part of his body. And as being part of his body, he can do great things. But even when we become part of his church, some of us have experienced and, and seen we're part of a small church. So so what what can God do there? When we think about the church, or not think about, when we find out about the church in Colossae, when we do a little bit of background, it was just this small agrarian town. It was in the middle of Asia Minor. It really wasn't known for much except having a bunch of good sheep that produced nice wool for people. It had a good Jewish population to it, and and they'd just been devastated by this big, huge earthquake. And so Paul goes ahead and he, he writes to them and, and he provides this grand big image of what God is doing right at the start. And remember, we need to pay attention to how Paul starts these letters because that lets us know what his main theme is. And in verse 15, he says, For he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, whether on earth or in heaven, visible, invisible, all thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He's before all things, and in him all things are held together, and he's the beginning, the firstborn. He's the head of the body, the church. And it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him, and by extension in his church, and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. With this grand big narrative, Paul essentially says to this little backwoods church in the middle of nowhere, you might think you're just this small body of believers, but because you're part of Jesus, he is working in you and through you to do more than you could ever imagine. He has plans through your body to transform not only this earth, but the heavens as well. That is a big, big calling. And so Paul reminds them in verse 25, he says, I was made a minister of this church. 
and I have been presenting this mystery, this, this unbelievable idea that God wants to work through insignificant people brought together in insignificant groupings throughout the entire world to absolutely change everything here on the earth and here in the heavens. And this is what he lays on them right here. He says he does this to, for those who do not give up in this process, who continue to serve him to the end. For us, feeling like maybe we're just insignificant and we don't have anything to really offer, Paul says, in Christ, he is doing great and good things. Can you trust him in that? And so in chapter 2, he says, don't go back to your old way of life. Don't try to be a good person. Don't try to make up rules or take other people's rules so that you can be the good Christian. Let that go. You already are the good Christian, he says in chapter 3. He says, therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ in verse 1, you are now seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on this earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed to him in glory. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead to all of these sins, but now alive to all the goodness. Paul says, basically, your identity has been changed. Your new creations. So stop trying to become new creations and simply live as new creations and live with Jesus. It, it's that simple and it's that hard. You don't need to do anything. Your life has already been taken care of by him and his great sacrifice and his great love for you. Now that he's done that work, just live it out. You don't do it by yourself, though. He wants us to be clear of. You do it together. You do it with Jesus at the center of your everyday, and you do it with the church at the center of your everyday. If we can allow Jesus's church to be at the center of everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we are, what we will see, Paul says, is that our lives, our small, insignificant lives, make a powerful impact. Not because there's something great about us, but because there's something about him bringing us together that does great things. He says this all the way back in one of his first lessons in Matthew when he says, you're the light of the world. Again, that's a plural. It's not that your one little light is that significant. It's like going to a concert and people take out their phones and they put their lights on. One light, yeah, so what? Millions of people bringing their individual, honestly, small little light and letting it be used together under God's control in their worship to Him can just make an incredible impact. It can bring us to places we never thought we could experience. And we, in those places, will see God's kingdom come and His will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Here in the middle of our isolation, we can go ahead and purposefully connect, find ways to bring our lives together. And as we do, it will make a cosmic impact today, tomorrow, and forever. Now to him who's able to do exceedingly 
abundantly beyond all we could ever ask for or imagine. To him be glory in and through his church, both now and forevermore. Amen.